0: Hi,
1: I'm Clint Hardy.
0: And I'm Jody Koch.
1: We've been middle school choir directors for well over a decade, and I've learned a lot through trial and error.
0: We're here on a mission to create community, culture, and confidence among fellow middle school choir teachers.
1: We want to share in your joys, validate your concerns, but also give you practical teaching advice each week. And let's just be real. We're here to take you through the mishaps, mistakes, and middle school drama that we all experience.
0: Welcome to The Choir Chronicles.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Choir Chronicles. We're glad to have you tuning in today, and we're excited to share eight ways to work smarter, not harder, as a choir director. So, Joni... Would you start us off by telling us a little bit about what you call front loading?
0: Yes. Okay. So this is tip number one. I like to front load my day. And Clint, it's not that I'm a morning person. You're not. I mean, I'm not not a morning. I don't think I'm an anytime person. I could not name an hour or time period of the day that I'm like my best self. I don't oh, I know. can.
1: It's when you go to Starbucks. Oh,
0: well yes. As soon as that yeah, the caffeine hit okay, so Starbucks o'clock, but so it's not that I'm like, oh, you know, early to early to rise kind of person. I get out of bed at the last possible second. I shower and like curl my hair at night. I do my makeup in the parking lot in the morning. I get in at the last possible second that I need to be there. But When I have anything to do, like we have tenor bass choir, we meet in two class periods, but they always perform together. They combine and they perform together on every concert. So we have to have some morning rehearsals with them combined before each concert that we have. Um, Also sectionals in the morning for all region um, one voice part at a time for my varsity trouble I like to have a few sectionals when we introduce new music because we don't have anywhere to split during that time usually where we can do a sectional in a different area of the building so it's like well if I'm ever gonna get to work with first sopranos alone we're gonna have to do this in the morning so our doors open at 8 for school School begins at 8:30. Kids are supposed to be in their class at 8:20. So I usually make my rehearsals start at 7:15. So it's 7:15 to 8. Then at 8 o'clock, the kids kind of come and hang out in the choir room. They can go get breakfast, and it's a little too chaotic to do anything after 8. So it's usually those 45 minutes. Or if Monica, my associate director, and I, or Brittany, who helps with show choir and everything, if we need to meet and talk about anything, it's like, hey y'all, let's make sure we're here at 7:30 before the kids come in at 8, because by the time last period runs around, I am like stumbling on my words. I do that thing that's like when you say measure your numbers instead of number your measures. I do that with like every combination of words. I just say weird things. I'm like, I am not my best self by eighth period. In fact, I told Monica at the end of last year, I was like, I hate teaching eighth period. I love teaching first period, the first of the day. I love it. My coffee's hitting me. Maybe I do have a time. I was like, days. it sounds like you're a morning Maybe person. it's 8.30 <laughs> yeah. to 9.30. But yeah, I, by that time, I'm like, you know, it just it's the sweet spot of caffeine and breakfast and stuff. But by the end of the day, I'm done. And I know you and a lot of people, I know you'll have after school rehearsals like for your mixed choir and stuff. But I am just not good in the afternoon. So my tip is front loading your day. So then on a normal day when you're not staying late for any kind of event, you just wrap up your day, plan for the next day, and then you can go on home. So, can okay. you talk to me about how you plan and set up your whole school year?
1: Absolutely. So, starting in April of the current school year that you're in, I start printing out uh, blank calendar templates mm-hmm. and I write, you know, or you can even just Google, you know, 2023 20, school year, right. et cetera, and print out a blank document. Um, And I start penciling things in of where I want things to go because we have a calendar meeting for our district at the end of the year with like, hey, if you want to get into the high school auditorium. So you kind of plan things around that. But you start penciling things in. And I think it's really smart to do corresponding things. um, And I keep notes of like, hey, man, this fall concert, we did way too early. yeah. (laughs) Or, oh, wow, I planned that kind of late this year. Oh, I did that on a Monday and I actually had the option to do it on a Tuesday, I should have done it on a yeah. Tuesday, you know, when you, in
0: doubt, never on a Monday. Yeah. Right? No, if you, if
1: you can avoid, um, you know, sometimes it's hard with uh football happening yeah, on Tuesdays, you know? So anything that you can keep like a running document of like, here are things that I should have thought about when whatever, and that's okay. That's great planning and great teaching is thinking ahead. Yes. Um, and you start just planning things out like, Hey, I, I kind of know region was this time last year. Oh, we went to the calendar meeting or went to a region meeting and there it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is again. Great. Yeah. Awesome. I uh, having a running list of everything that you know that you're going to do. And I just keep it on a Google sheet Mm -hmm. um that i can share out but i also turn it into some kind of cute canva thing that i do you know eventually it gets Mm -hmm. there um but let's just say like hey i know that i need to plan a um social or a spirit night but i'm not exactly sure when so i'm going to turn that blank calendar over and on the back it's just a blank sheet Mm -hmm. and i write like be sure to schedule a spirit night be sure to schedule this social great then I go back a few weeks later and go, okay, these are the things that I forgot to do or I wasn't able to plan. Let's plan them. Great. And by June, I send that list of like, here are the for sure dates of things that I've already scheduled to some of my choirs, like maybe show choir and varsity treble yeah. that say, please reserve these things now. It's June. I need yeah. you to do this. Right. Um, this are for sure in stone. And then at the beginning of the following school or the start of the school year, I give them the like, hey, here are the additional things that we did, but here's the finalized calendar. Great. Yes. But if you plan out that far in advance, I just find it makes your life a lot easier yes. than like coming in in August and going, oh, wow, well, like as a young new teacher, I might think, oh, I have a week and a half of, t- you know, work work time in yeah. my room. <laughs> that work room. Uh, yeah, that time no. doesn't mean anything. No. Like it's, you, it's barely anything. Yes. So you really need to plan ahead and plan out I think, well, well in a year in advance, like the following school year or the previous school years. Yes.
0: We both have our entire next school year planned out in May.
1: In May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think maybe like sometimes the beginning of June, depending on how quickly like a restaurant might get back to you about a spirit night, but like everything else, we're ready to go. Like we know calendar, we know our concert dates, we know everything Mm -hmm. we possibly can and I know in some districts, like, it's hard because sometimes when you're a, a, you're waiting on sports dates, yes, um, true. it's not just our district. It's multiple districts around us, and that's, yeah. that's a little iffy. And sometimes when you have, like, oh, we don't have school on a Monday, so that means that everything's going to be pushed back a day later in the yeah. week. Like, that's a little, you know, shifty, but, like, you can adjust throughout the summer, whenever you get it. Yes. And I always send an email to my uh, athletic coordinators and say, as soon as you get your calendars, please send them to me. Yes. And they do. Yes. And, which is great, you know, and I'll just follow up multiple times in the summer just to check in and if yeah. they respond, great. So that is my second tip. Uh, Love and, it. For you.
0: And then number three. So Monica, amazing Monica, my associate director and I have started this spreadsheet daily and we didn't think of it till the end of the year last year, but A lot of things that I do are because I've gotten in trouble for something, (laughs) and thus a system is born. So a system has been born. It's like a new uh, solar system has has been birthed. A galaxy has exploded. Yes, a galaxy (laughs) is here. So we have this giant spreadsheet, and it's ridiculous, but for every single thing we do, like let's say we're having a Saturday uh, rehearsal for show choirs, and we have our choreographer coming, we need to use the cafeteria and we need to use the choir room and then we need the restrooms unlocked we need a light key we need you know maybe building access like if i because i don't have a master key i've been asking for years but i still don't have one um so like hey we're gonna have to be able sometimes they'll lock random doors and if they're or and we need a custodian because we're going to be feeding the kids pizza because they're going to be there through meal time all these things you need we are bound to forget because sometimes I'm not exaggerating. There are 14, 15 different checkpoints that you need to do. I need to request it on this calendar. I need to request it on the staff calendar. I need to check with the custodians. I need to call the pizza place. I need to request air because it's after hours air. I need to put in a trip request because it's off campus. I need to get approval through Fine Arts. I need to put in a purchase order for the pizza. There are so many things and we're like, hey, we're just going to have a little boot camp thing. No, it's so much more. So we now have, like, we took that calendar, like Clint's talking about from like the Google Doc or uh, Google Sheet, copied and pasted every event, every single thing, even like just little things like the spirit night at a restaurant where you'll get 15% of the proceeds that night. What all do we need to do? What Who do we need to notify? How many calls do I need to make? What purchase order do I need to do? And it's a checklist that we share. And I'm so excited about using it for a full year next year. But if you can go through like learning things the hard way, like what is every possible checkpoint that I will need? Um, we have a different person that puts stuff on the calendar that puts then who puts something on the admin calendar. So I have been, I've been at my school nine years. I've been putting, emailing one lady, here's the stuff, but that didn't go to the administration calendar, so they didn't know we were having a huge voice recital, and they didn't have an administrator assigned, and then they're upset with me, because I didn't have an, I'm like, I gave it to this lady, but now there's a different system, and they don't always tell you this, like, you don't know the inner workings of your office, Clint is nodding
1: approvingly. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So, a system changed, and they didn't tell the choir teacher, so... And then another thing I want you guys to check out is Trello. Like, I think it's just Trello.com. It's this free website, and it's, like, an online checklist. And if you are sharing responsibilities with people, um, particularly, like, if you have an associate director or, like, we do, like, our fifth and sixth grade teacher, we do a lot of common planning and and things you can it's just like an online checklist of things that you're doing but you can mark like i'm in the middle of doing this so like one of us needs to make a permission form for the texas rangers ball game Jody is working on this. And then you just slide it over like in progress. And then when you're done. And so Trello is something Monica and I can use because yeah, we're in the same office, but sometimes it's like three o'clock and we're like, Hey, how are you today? So anyway, that's another great way to share those responsibilities. So what about tip number four?
1: Well, my tip uh, for you would be that this is going to be kind of a touchy subject and there are a def- definitely different opinions regarding this okay. um and that is just that you don't have to be there for everything and that was hard for me to learn uh it's still hard for me to learn because i'm such a control freak in mm-hmm. so many different ways but i've learned to start letting things go a lot recently of like okay hey your life ha- sometimes has to come first you
0: really have i would like to as your bestie acknowledge that you really have like just in the last year made huge strides personally. I think so. just Yeah.
1: Thank you. I agree. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a lot to try to like live life now and yeah. not live at school. Yeah. You know, um, not you, you work to live, not live to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so when you can, and there are multiple things happening, divide and conquer. One of the ways that I feel like m- uh, my former associate Olivia and I really did a great job was, we try to combine some of the recitals at, at the same time, yeah. at, just at different places in the building or between the intermediate school and our school. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to put four voice recitals two on, on this campus and two on that campus and start one at five 30, start one at seven. Great. One of us can be over there. One of us can be here so that we can divide and conquer and not have to have four different nights of voice recitals. Like That's great. trying to make everything and condense to make it, easier so that there's one less thing in the week that yeah, we have one to worry
0: crazy about. night instead of four little nights in a row
1: absolutely and it's just a lot easier and you can plan that with your voice teachers in the summer of the year before or right at the beginning of the school year of like hey this is when this has mm-hmm. to happen we need to do it this way this is why like and it, it you're in control you can make that happen yeah um divide up sectionals you know you have an assistant director potentially for yes. a reason. If you do, and it's so that they can support you and you can support them. Mm -hmm. So divide and conquer. I used to do five days a week of, uh, sectionals for region before and after school. That's
0: 10 sectionals a week. It's, it was insane. I started that way too. Every day before and after school. Yep. One person.
1: And instead I'm like, nope, we're, we're going to divide and conquer. All right. On Mondays, Soprano ones and Soprano twos, and we'll switch out every other week, Mm -hmm. like teaching the part But we're going to run them at the same time Mm -hmm. so that way we condense what we're doing and we can go home or, hey, on Friday mornings when we're exhausted, we're not coming in on Friday morning Mm -hmm. that early. You know, we do come in early, but just not as early. Right. Just to be able to do that. And um, specifically, I want to say this towards head directors. It's really difficult to, like, feel like you're not present for yeah, an event. So um, much
0: guilt. guilt. Like yep. why am I just home enjoying my life and I'm not at school? Or... And
1: you can't feel guilty. Like, um, well I guess I shouldn't tell you what you can and can't <laughs> do. I should say I would encourage yeah. you to try to release that guilt as I've learned to try to do as well. And sometimes it's successful and sometimes I'm still feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think that if what I've learned is, if I our program is so fragile that I, if I can't be <laughs> present, that it's going to crumble, then there's an issue.
0: Well, that's a really good point. You know? like, there's been much bigger problems. If, yeah, yeah, that's you know? a good point.
1: And at the end of the day, if you're only at half capacity, then you're only going to be half of a good teacher. Yeah, like you have to refill and you have to recharge sometimes. So taking that. Time is really important and releasing that guilt. So I really encourage you, if you have the ability to work with someone, divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying divide and conquer everything, but there are things that definitely don't require everything. Right. You know, they
0: don't require you to both be there.
1: Absolutely. This past year I had COVID when we went to the Texas Rangers game, like Mm -hmm. I did not get to go. I was supposed to go and I was super sick and my associate covered it mm-hmm. like it's so important because at some point if something happens like that they have to be able to take over yeah. and do things yeah so being able to divide and conquer and giving them freedom yeah to to take charge of something is is really important in my opinion so absolutely jody why don't you give us our fifth tip
0: all right so number five so i'm going to give you a specific example that may not apply to you in your situation but i think you can um make this work for something in your school year. So in Texas, we have um, TMEA regions. And so there are like, I don't know, thirty three regions in the state of Texas, and so that means there's thirty three middle school region choirs that you could your kids could try out for. And we're in we happen to be in region thirty. So we usually have our, region auditions pretty close to the beginning of school, like within six to eight weeks of school starting. So you are like, hello, my name's Miss Koch. I'm so excited you're in choir. Do you want to also come here at 7.15 in the morning and learn four high school level songs? And I know we're singing unison rounds right now, but it's like, it's a lot to just bombard the kids with. Um, So, what I like to do with the region music is so we have there are well, there's going to be one, two, three, more, but eight audition pieces. So in the summer between
1: the two choirs, between like,
0: like tenor, tenor, bass, bass and, and the yes, trebles, but eight that I care about personally as their director. We're going to be teaching eight songs outside of class time usually for the first six weeks of school and there's no way if we don't start that first and second week our kids are not going to be able to learn those really difficult songs for for each voice part so in the summer it's like a netflix and chill task and i know that means something about drugs and that's not what i'm talking about whatever netflix and chill no maybe it's worse. i have no idea okay no it means something
1: i'm like "Mm." you
0: don't remember that it might be like Something naughty. I don't know, but I, that's not what I mean, everyone. I mean, you're watching Netflix. And I'm you're kind of a oblivious. Couch. Okay, we're to gonna Google things. this in a minute, and we're gonna <laughs> die laughing. Okay, it means something bad, Clint. Okay, but when you're hanging out on your couch watching Netflix, you, I number the measures for all these eight pieces until my hand and wrist are swollen and sweaty, and I can no more do it. Okay. Then I take a break. Then I go ahead and solfege all the parts for the kids because we teach everything on solfege. And even if you're just quickly wrote teaching some of the region music because of necessity it's good to have solfege there as a tool like i don't see them every day to get to work on intense learning in solfege and doing the exact steps we were taught in college but if it's like okay say there's a a simple melody and we can teach it by rote but they're missing a little interval hey solfege is already written in every one of your parts so we do ssa and ttb music so i am hand solfege And I tell the kids at the beginning of the year, one day you'll thank me, one day you'll thank me, one day you'll thank me. And inevitably, several of the kids at some point, like we'll do a district camp where all the teachers pitch in, and they're like, everyone have their solfege? Well, most of these suckers have been writing in their own solfege, but not my kids, because I Netflixed and chilled it. Mm. And... (laughs) Hopefully none of my children are (laughs) listening. I can't (laughs) wait to find out what that means. I forgot. Okay. Like we could just pause this right now, but no, I think it's more entertaining to do this way. So anyway, it's done. And it's just something I do like in my nerdy free time at home. And then on that first week of school or like when you're back, um, that teachers are back and you're making copies of stuff. So I buy the real copies of the music. I don't let my kids write in real copies because I want my... Same. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we are not breaking copyright law. Like I will buy, like if my class has 63, I'm going to buy six, or if I have 63 SSA singers trying out, I'm going to buy 63 copies, but they ain't going to touch them. I'll give it to them if they make a region. That's kind of like their little gift. Like, look, here's your real copy. But I don't want them marking and highlighting and messing up those pretty nice copies. So...
1: Um, right, and just to clarify, yet again, that is not breaking copyright law. because one-to-one. One-to-one, you can make 63 cop- mm-hmm. photocopies if you have 63 actual real hard copies. So just in case yes. you're wondering or if you're a new teacher and you're... There you go. There's or an if you work tip. for
0: the U.S. Department of Copyright Law, then don't come after us.
1: Exactly. Get
0: back, because we're doing the right thing. But anyway, I hand them the photocopies, and I just estimate at first, like, okay, I will probably have... About 60 treble choir kids interested, and I'll probably have about 25 tenor base interest. I just kind of estimate. And then you can always make more copies and buy more copies to be legal, etc. But anyway, those are ready to go. And so when I've convinced a kid that's just like just stepped into middle school, because like we've said, like Clint and I, we teach at a seventh and eighth grade campus only. So it's a big adjustment. They're coming from, you know, kind of like elementary school. And then our schools are definitely run like a high school. So if I can just, here you go, and there's practice tracks, let me send you that in your email, and it's just ready to go. I just find that that extra work and hand cramping, I have a very developed um, thumb muscle, as you can see, Clint, right? Can you Absolutely, tell? I mean, it's that's... very buff.
1: <laughs> I think you could take me out with that, I have palm. a butt, do
0: you want to do a thumb one? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and you can also do this, of course, on Fourscore online if you are tech savvy like that.
1: Well, tip number six Is going to be about like planning social events and kind of like um, anything you want to do in regards to um, being active outside of your school day with your kids. So like social eventing would be like, hey, I'm going to repeat some of the things that I do from year to year. Like it's a tradition that every September we go to a Texas Rangers game. Yes. Uh, The kids like watching baseball. I have to brush up on my, yeah. like, information because one year I yelled out touchdown. and No, that was, that's,
0: that's the other one. I was not good. And uh, let me say, let me just say this. Baseball, Clint, it's boring.
1: It's, I mean, it's a little difficult to watch. However... Uh, my fiance and I just went to Houston and we like on the 4th of July weekend spent with his family and we went to an Astros game wow, and like, I Astros. felt pretty good cause I got some things right. And yeah, you know, I
0: just, I cannot physically and mentally pay attention, but it's pretty and I feel like it's, like, it's kind of, like, cla- a little classy sometimes. Like, there's really classy little places where you get your drinks and food and...
1: I mean, I think the environment is kind of cool. Yes. And, like, the social aspect of the kids yes. getting to go and, like,
0: purchase a hot dog yeah. and, like,
1: get into it. That's great. You know, like, totally cool. Do I go and watch sports games on my own? No. no. The Uh,
0: fact that he said the word sports games.
1: (laughs) Um, So just repeating those, some of the same things. And so what I'll do is at the end of the school year um, or right at the beginning of summer, I'll reach out to my contact with the Texas Rangers and say, hey, we took about 85 kids this year. Probably it'll be around the same, but like just to be on the safe side, can we reserve 115? And then at the start of the school year, I'll give you like a set number. And and he's great about if it needs to lower, that's totally okay. And you can find tickets that are cheaper, that are not like super expensive. And that's totally okay. You can be way up high. Um, and I'm excited this year, hopefully, to not have COVID
0: yeah, <laughs> and be able to go to the new great. stadium. I know. We have a new stadium. Mm-hmm. In fact, I got my COVID shot there. Did you? Ooh, no. No? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but it's beautiful.
1: Yes. So um, I just kind of like make sure that I'm prepared and what I need to do to make sure that it's set up the previous school so year where
0: do you keep these notes and how do you find them because a whole year has passed and you're not going to remember these
1: things right so i have a google drive or we we do yep. in our district so i have a google folder called socials mm-hmm. and then i open that socials and within that are multiple folders mm-hmm. so i have like texas rangers and then i click in there and i have a running doc of whatever it is that i need notes um, to
0: yourself or mm-hmm. a checklist like
1: yep and then like let's just say i'm setting up for a bingo night okay, I have a bingo folder. I open that bingo night folder mm-hmm. and there's a running list of like a checklist of everything I need for that event. So I know, and let's just say that in, last year, we I had five kids volunteer to help set up. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was not enough. I really needed eight to 10. Yeah. So I've made a note to myself yeah. and I've highlighted it that says, ask for more, I need this many. Or you can just delete it if it's a running Google doc and type, you need eight. Yeah. And like anything that you need to feel successful. Um, or Hey, I bought the specific, uh, bingo roller mm-hmm. and then I copied the Amazon link and I put it in that doc so that uh-huh. if it ever went missing or broke, like awesome. I could just re know where it's at. I'm, I'm the, I feel like I'm the king of keeping notes and like yeah. making sure everything I just over document. Yeah. It's like with parents, I over communicate like CYA. I w-
0: mm-hmm. they say.
1: I feel like if I don't write it down, I will not remember I
0: won't either. It Yeah. And also writing stuff down, not to go off on a tangent, but it frees your mind. Free your mind. It frees you up to not have to worry. Like, you know, those times when you like wake up or you're trying to go to sleep at night and you're like, oh, shoot, I need to. I like email myself stuff at 11 p.m. all the time from mm-hmm. my bed to my school email address and i get there in the morning and i'm laughing because i don't recall oh at 11 15 and what did i say and it's like don't forget to call blah, 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 blah you know it's just it's freedom to just type it or write it and put it in a findable place but i love what you're saying because all it takes to do what you're saying is just doing one event one time and documenting what you did
1: right and you can change it i mean i even put notes on there as to like oh wow I really probably should have started this two weeks earlier. Yeah. Or, Oh, this was a perfect time. Mm -hmm. I started doing this on this week during the school year. Like, it just helps me figure out when I should start like getting the gears rolling for that specific social event or like advertising it or whatever it is that you need. So keeping a running list for me is very, very helpful um, within Google.
0: So smart. So uh, tip number seven is um, you are going to find a unicorn on your campus. (laughs) So there's something that we have, um, and I don't know, I I couldn't tell you if this is something common across the country or whatever, but it's called extra duty pay. And you have to say duty when you are a middle school teacher because you can't say duty but extra duty, time pay. And so that's like, okay, ladies that work the front office, they will be like ticket takers for the basketball games and volleyball games. So they may get paid like $25 an hour to sit there at the football and basketball games and do those things. Or sometimes the coaches will, email like, hey, we need some timekeepers for like our track meet. We have a district track meet and it's $25 an hour. Or like, coaches if they drive a bus for you outside of their contract time they get paid but it's for us it's cheaper to have a coach drive for you than it is to use like a bus company, the company. Yeah. so if you're like hey coach you don't, do you have anything after school would you want to earn a little extra cash by dropping us off at this thing and then the kids will get their own ride home so there's that but what I have turned that into and I'm very 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 lucky, but I have Brittany Mejia, my ride or die, amazing teacher of the year, amazing friend of me and Monica. But she was, she went to my school. She went to the high school we feed. She has a music education degree, but she went a different route um, and has been teaching um, Texas history And she's department chair, like I said, teacher of the year, but she also has an extensive personal theater and choir and show choir background. So guess what? We pay her to do stuff for us. So when our show choir program started getting really big, we are not allowed to have our second show choir during the school day because uh, we wanted to make it kind of like the advisory time, but that's just not how our school's advisory is set up. And so a lot of like clint he's able to have both show choir classes during the day Mm -hmm. well ours we ended up having to make it 6 45 a.m on mondays and at first i was doing that and you know i was alone and one one year i was doing it wednesday after school and i was just like my brain is so saturated i cannot possibly be the director of two show choirs i could barely handle one because it's a beast with the way Clint and i do ours and the way it's set up in our district it is a beast. It is not fluffy fun singing for the elderly folks. It's like...
1: We're not parking and barking. No,
0: it's it's crazy. And it's like a whole lot to manage um, in class and out of class. And I was like, I just can't do this. Brittany, can I pay you 25 bucks an hour to come and do this in the morning? She's like, oh my gosh, I have... The shows listed on my phone. I have a whole Spotify playlist of my dream show it's choir like She it's was born to do that. Literally was born to do that. So then, like now, she comes to our varsity treble boot camp, and I'm like, I will pay you. Um, I need an extra chaperone to sit with the kids for eight hours during all region auditions, and I can't get enough parents. Can I pay you? So this comes out of our activity fund, which would be fundraised money. Right. But it's program support. This is not money given to me by the district or by my campus. It is literally our fundraiser amounts that we get and then we also charge like, you know, uniform fee and stuff. So if you have this luxury, and I realize we're talking about like life of luxury here. I know not everybody would possibly have this, but maybe you can take this idea. So is there someone in your campus that was in choir and they've reached out to you and like, oh, I love choir. Or my kid is in choir at the high school. They Went here before you were the director, or some kind of like they have a theater background. Have them help you judge auditions. Like, if you need another pair of ears, that so that you don't have mad parents and be like, Well, there was a panel of judges, either they can do it because out of the goodness of their heart and it's fun and you'll buy them dinner, or they you can say, Hey, I can pay you 50 bucks if you come help me judge this two hour audition process and watch the kids sing and dance and fill out this rubric, blah, blah blah. So Just be curious about who on your campus may have the skill set or maybe they don't have that skill set at all, but they are like your teacher bestie down the hall and they teach resource math, but you can pay them 15 bucks an hour, whatever to like, hey, can you come and help me chaperone this social event? It would be great to have another teacher there. Um, all the way up to, like, my blessing of having, like, Mejia is basically, like, our third <laughs> director, our unofficial third director, and she loves it. She eats it up, but um anyway, if you can find something like that where you can compensate another person on your campus for their time, even at, like, I'm saying $25 an hour, but, I mean, what would you say, Clint? Like, you could do less, yeah, right? Yeah, you could
1: definitely, I mean, and you can talk about it with the person, compromise with them. Like depending on their skill set and their level, maybe you pay them ten dollars an hour, right. whatever you know. Sure. Something extra that if they're willing to do it and they love your program and you're giving them getting them involved, like give them a, a shirt, give them a yeah. hoodie, whatever yeah. you know. Like I know not for, as payment, but like get them involved in loving what you do. You can hook them in, and also Absolutely. you can ask them, hey what would you be willing to do this for? Yeah. Like, is this too little or is this enough? Great. Or this is all I have. I can only pay right. you this set amount. Ken, for this set amount, you do the following things.
0: Uh-huh. Great. Absolutely. Awesome. Or run sound for a show that you're doing, like just clicking play and, you know, somebody with a little bit of a musical background. So...
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. And so here we are finally at tip number eight, Clint.
1: Right. Well, uh, I like to create a sight reading curriculum and timeline Uh, and i print it out and put it on a calendar it's like backwards planning Mm -hmm. um i know that like hey we're going to uil at the beginning of march
0: and uil is our like big concert
1: and sight reading evaluation
0: scary evaluation yes that everyone judges you for but supposedly doesn't but they definitely do
1: Another episode about that too. (laughs) Um, We're too
0: late in the episode to go on a tangent. Okay. Exactly. Anyway,
1: anyway. backwards planning, I go, hey, we need to know, we need to be sight reading at full octavas by this amount of time. By here, we need this to happen. Mm -hmm. So, how do I create that? And then I go back in my calendar, and the first year I did it, I kind of started in the middle of the year. It wasn't as Like, it gave me some insight, but it didn't give me quite everything that I needed. Yeah. Um, And the next year, I started backwards planning and going, okay, I actually need more time. I need Mm -hmm. to back it up. Or, oh, wow, I gave way too much time. And so, like, what am I going to do for the first six weeks of school? Yeah. But I've kind of gotten it down, I feel like, right before COVID, I was in a groove where Mm -hmm. I felt good about what I did. And I have a green little folder Mm -hmm. where it's written out. It's good for me to plan out, okay. In the first three weeks, we're going to simply work on do, re, mi, stepwise motion. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Like, that's what we're going to do. And then the following week, we go into week four. We're going to start Thaw, mm-hmm. maybe fa so, depending mm-hmm. on how easily they're picking it up. Right. And realize that every year is going to vary a little bit. Yeah, Your kids change, obviously, like from year to year. But I start the year as if I don't care who you are. If you are Mozart himself, um, you know nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm teaching you as if you know zero. Because inevitably, in almost every single class you have, you may have a new kid in choir who doesn't know what a quarter note is. Yeah. And it's a good refresher for kids in middle school. Yes.
0: Start simple. Get them singing. But yes, I hope everybody is, like, processing what Clint is saying. Clint, starts with do re mi for a couple weeks
1: mm-hmm. in unison like we're not like splitting like everybody's going to learn in unison mm-hmm. first every interval we're learning in unison yeah. because at any time I should be able to look at you and go hey Joni I know you s- typically sight read soprano we're missing 10 altos today I need <laughs> you to sight read alto yeah go yeah like everybody needs to do those intervals yeah um And so I have created this kind of curriculum timeline to help me out. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, last year was a little different. I had to kind of adjust here and there, but it gave me a sense of like, okay, we are on the right track and like, we are pushing forward as if like this were a typical year. I'm going to try to get you where you need to be on time according to my timeline. Um, But sometimes you're going to have kids that learn quick and sometimes you're going to have kids that are a little bit slower at picking mm-hmm. up. And I think almost all of us listening are probably on the last year, like we were way behind.
0: Yeah, we are and still catching up a little that's bit. That's
1: okay. It's okay to be behind right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're a failure.
0: And all this takes is just like keeping a little journal. Mm-hmm. can be handwritten or typed and just keep a journal of like, put the date and what, what you, you did, did. Like this book... This page, example one and two. And then you have it for next year. You can look back and go, oh, okay, I did this on this day. And like, how amazing would it be to have that to look back at every year? And, Absolutely. I mean, I, I would love to have that. Like, I kind of have it in my head. But the fact that you have it written out, that's amazing.
1: It's just really important for literacy to like, I feel like, be consistent. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I try to say... By the end of December, or right when we get back, you know, maybe the first week, second week in January, we're picking up an octavo and mm-hmm. reading. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping by the end of December, we're picking up an octavo and, all right, let's say it's the second to last week before we get out. We're Let's talk about Varsity Trouble. Okay, everybody, today is going to sight-read the Soprano One line mm-hmm. Monday. Tuesday, we're going to sight-read the second Soprano mm-hmm. line. Great. Uh, Wednesday we're gonna start reading Alto. By Thursday and Friday we're like trying to conquer four measures right a, in three, in part. three parts yeah. or in two part whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're doing that is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then progressively m- moving forward. Yeah, and it's okay. You're going to bomb. Like yeah. the kids are gonna bomb. It's all right. You have to just remember that like. Give yourself grace and give yeah. the kids yeah, grace. Yeah, and the kids too. You Don't know? be,
0: you know, I hear people say, oh, it's too late for me to go on a tangent, Clint. But I hear people, you know, or see posts on social media like, we sight read every day and they just can't do it and they're still not getting blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, are you sight reading sequentially and do you have a plan? Or are you just only using like an algorithm based program or are you just you know is is it at random or are you doing this intentionally and like the backwards planning like you said okay i know before they leave in december break i want them to be able to do this so how do i step back 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 to day one and it's being very intentional so i love that absolutely and i'm
1: also like in the in the works of trying to think about writing a sight reading series myself i really think you should and so Just remember that you can you can create it, and it may take you a few years to feel like you get your rhythm down. Yeah,
0: but wouldn't it be amazing to be able to go back three years right now and see what you did every day? Like even if it was just absolutely, (laughs)
1: you you just don't know. So
0: well, we hope you enjoyed these eight ways to work smarter, not harder as a choir director. And if you would just take a second on whatever platform you're listening on, will you please make sure you're subscribed? And that way you always know when a new episode comes out. And then also if you would give us a rating, it would mean the world to us. That's how people find this podcast is if you rate it, then it becomes uh, recommended to others that have the same interest as you. So if you would give us a rating, leave us a review if you have time. And then also, if you would just click the share button in whatever app you're listening on and share it with another choir director that's your friend or maybe share it on social media um, just to get this podcast out there. If you think it will help someone that you know or if it helped you today, we'd really appreciate that. And
1: thank you so much for everybody who's personally reached out to us and means the world.
0: Yes, we are loving this and we hope you have a wonderful week of teaching. Bye bye.
1: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Choir Chronicles. If you are interested in booking Clint or Jody for professional development, a one-on-one coaching session, or to clinic your choir, please email us at thechoirchronicles@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also,
0: did you know I have a Teachers Pay Teacher store called The Choir Queen with over 100 lesson plans and resources just for middle school choir? You can head to my website, www.thechoirqueen.com to access more information.
1: And as always, if you'd like to hear about a specific topic or ask us any questions, please reach out to us via Gmail. Instagram or Facebook.
0: Tune in next week for more tips and tricks.